This is a podcast from Minute Media. Good evening, Wolves fans across the globe. It's little Dan here, back with another match preview episode. And tonight's episode, I've got with me Tom, new new member of the Wolves fancast. Welcome to the show. Nice to see you, Cheltenham Wolves. <laughs> Absolutely. And another special guest on the back of uh, Libertines drummer Gary Powell last week. We've got Gary Stringer, lead singer of Reef. I'd say 90s band, but you've been going for so long now. You're just rocking all over the decades for the last since the 90s. It's hard to stop once you start, Dan. <laughs> See, it's like everything. There's always a. We all get addicted to one thing in life. Yours is music, I suppose. I wish it was only just one. <laughs> um, Gary, for those that aren't aware of yourself and Reef, what, what, where did your connection to to Wolves uh, originate? Um, well, firstly, I always answer this question by saying I don't need a reason for a start, but my my, my old man, my dad. Um, and his family grew up in Bilston. I was born in Staffordshire and then moved down to the West Country, as you can probably tell, um, when I was, um, I don't know, four. So I don't really remember much about Wolverhampton apart from Christmas parties, going to see my gran and my family. And uh, then my dad started shouting, bring bully on in 1990. And I thought, oh, what's going on here? And uh, yeah, got into the Wolves. Never looked back, Steve Ball, God to some, even bigger than God to many others. Uh, we've got less this week, but just before we touch on that, Tom, what was your opinions on the win against Tottenham? I think after the defeat against Arsenal, it was quite doom and gloom around the fan base, but that's why we're the most bipolar fan base in the world, isn't it? One one moment, the the world's, the end is now, and the next when Europe's back on. Yeah, so um, I think going into the game... I, I was kind of, I was a bit lost, really. I, I didn't know whether, you know, we would go in strong or not. I mean, often after the North game, which I was at, which we didn't play badly at, but was just such a scrappy affair. And with Arsenal, which even with 20 minutes or so left to go, with them having 10 men, we just couldn't, we couldn't get that equaliser. I really thought that Spurs, we could let ourselves down, but... Overall, I thought it was a fairly fair game. I thought both teams played well. I just think it was all down to defensive errors from Spurs. But at the end of the day, I think Raul Jimenez still had a lot to do when he took his goal. And Den Donker really kind of some of the best passage of play that he'd had all season to get his goal as well. So those two individual moments were the difference in the end. And I think we defended well. Max Kilman once again, showing why I think he's my player of the season, um, kind of came through. And overall, I think Spurs should be punished for for those two mistakes. And I think 2-0 was a fair result. What about you, Gary? Did you, did you, get, did you manage to uh, catch any of the game on Sunday? Yeah, well, the problem, there's two, there's two problems as I can see it for the last couple of <clears throat> games prior to Spurs. One, the manager of the month, you're scuppered immediately there, aren't you? And Wolves, in recent years, since they've had this Premier League break, they haven't done great after the break, have they? They always come back slow and sluggish. It takes them a game or two to get back into it. But yeah, Arsenal, you know, you can see why the Arsenal game, I mean, the FA Cup, to go out of that, that is a, that is a blow to fans, you know, of course it is, but 
the Arsenal game with so much riding on it, it just seemed we could have been there for a week and not scored a goal. I was in London at the time watching in a pub full of Arsenal. It wasn't pleasant, especially when I jumped up for the offside goal. But um, yeah, Spurs was, you know, fantastic performance. Absolutely um, wonderful. Having said that, Spurs were pretty shaky at the back, weren't they? Um, is it Sanchez at the back? Big fella at the back. It, I think you, know. you can name, name all their defenders. Gary, they were, they were yeah, shake, and, and, shake yeah, as me after a week on the booze. Yeah, quite. Yeah, and, and Lloris had an off day. So, yeah, but um, what you've got to do in those situations is make the most of it. And we did, didn't we? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, it was so like when we saw that board go up in the first half and we could see that a Spurs player was going to go up, I just, my heart sunk and I thought Doherty was the one to go off and imagine that. I think that would have just been like the ultimate um, kind of anxiety dream for Matt Doherty, you know, that signing for Spurs and then being subbed off against his old club 30 minutes in, you know, it was one of those. It was an embarrassing first half performance for them. Ouch. <laughs> It was great just to see, obviously, Wolves win, but the, the squad depth is coming together really nicely at the moment, isn't it? Um, obviously, we had Wangi Chan and Johnny back on the bench against Tottenham, but we've also got Bolly Mosquera and uh, Pedro Neto, who, who are sort of back into contact training at the Wolves. How big a bonus are those three players going to be, Gary, once they're fully fit? Well, it'd be interesting to see, won't it? I mean, <clears throat> let's see what Mosky can do. That'll be, that'll be interesting. But you've got a lot of competition, haven't you? I mean, <clears throat> when Bolly is, you know, sidelined, you're thinking, how's that going to play out? And we've had an absolutely fantastic season defensively with, uh, obviously, with Cody and Kilman and Sace. So it's hard to see Bolly getting back in at the minute, isn't it? And I think um, as well, especially with Rui Patricio going, who was such a fabulous goalkeeper, to see Sarkham in, it's been incredible, hasn't it? Absolutely incredible. But, yeah, obviously the folks that are out, I mean, we talked earlier, um, Tom talked earlier about Vendonka. It's great to see him get that goal. But it's hard to come in and fill the shoes of Moutinho because there's nothing wrong with Donk. He gets the stick, but <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with him. But you look at Moutinho, what he's done. He's such a winner. He's such a fighter on that pitch. And that gets your attention as a fan, doesn't it? So, yeah, it'd be good to see the guys come back who've been injured, yeah. I mean, Luke Kundal had an absolutely yeah. great full debut, didn't he, Tom? But if Martinez fit on Sundays, he's, he's got to come back in, hasn't he? Because of what Gary said, Jean Martinho would, would beat his own grandmother to win five pence. He's that competitive, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's the difference. I've been speaking about that with a few of my friends who are fans as well, you know, talking about, potentially Europa League and, you know, if results go our way, I mean, look, Champions League, that sounds ridiculous, but, you know, who knows with football? And it's that question, isn't it? It's, would you rather want Moutinho, who's a serial winner, second, you know, highest cap player for Portugal, you know, who, who's got all of this experience, or Luke Cundall? And that's not me, that's not a slight on Luke Cundall. I thought he did brilliantly at Spurs and obviously he is one for the future and there's this conversation in the summer about that I saw about actually Moutinho not getting a new contract and going elsewhere to try and reset and there are arguments why that might be a good thing but yeah I think for the rest of this season at least who knows what happens to Moutinho in the summer but he has to be he has to be picked he has to play and even if it's like his last hurrah 
he's making a damn good job that he's playing the best football he's played in ages in his in this last half wall. So absolutely the most competitive player on the pitch, no matter who he's playing for. And an honourable mention to that right-footed outside of the foot goal against Brentford, which was just a touch of class as well. You know, maybe Luke Cundall will do that one day, but at the moment, this is the man who who's kind of, you know, tried and tested for us. It would be the biggest football travesty in history if Jean Martino doesn't win some sort of silverware for Wolves. But I think if we can get into the Europa League again, uh, I think that'd be a nice way for him to, you know, cast off back into the sea if we can't get him to sign a new contract because he is that influential, isn't he? We've got a comment from Solomon Yap. Uh, when Johnny and Neto are back, what is our strongest eleven? both with three and two up top? Is there a point for playing Johnny when we play three up top and Royan with a two? Then where would Neto fit in? Can any of you take that on for me? He's, he's, he's not going to play a two in a hurry, is he? I mean, I know every. I mean... I know everyone's saying, you know, we want more goals. Of course we want more goals. We've scored hardly any, haven't we? Hardly any goals at all. It's, We're um, like prime AC Milan at the moment. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I saw a graphic the other day that put our defence in the top five or six in Europe or something. And that's been amazing. And that's, for modern football, that's how, you know, you win You win games, you, you keep going and you, just, you obviously got to score. But I don't know. Um Neto's got to come back in when he's fit, hasn't he? You've got to feed him in. What a player. I mean, that, that guy's the potential to be a world superstar. And am I mistaken, but didn't Cundall play in the front three when he come on the other day? Or am I making a mistake there? Didn't he come on for a, one of the front three players? It, yeah, it was more in like a, a number sort of 10, right? It was a bit more advanced than Nevers and Den. Well, to be honest, Dendonka and Cundall were that sort of advanced they were, they were sort of in, in front of him and as at times I think Kundal did have an opportunity in the Spurs game where he, he played him and as him and he got and he jumped back into the boxes for a return which never came but I think our, our midfield is so good at interchange at the moment that the reason why Jimenez isn't scoring the goals that we want him to is it's because he's playing a lot deeper than what we want him to be as fans what do you think of that Tom? Yeah no I agree I think that I was thinking about this earlier we're almost three players away like if we sign three players we're there or thereabouts you know really pushing for the Europa League and Champions League spots I think if we sign three quality players then our squad depth is nuts really but then at the same time if we lose three players like we've lost previously last season with Johnny etc then that's when people might start to panic but in regards to the question in regards to formations and things like that I, I tell you what Johnny's been out for so long she, do you two not feel a little bit of a pang of kind of a Raul Jimenez thing of just, is he going to come back and be able to dominate that part of the pitch like he's done previously? You know, it it does feel like it's been a long, long time since we played a 90 minutes for Wolves. Yeah, but I mean, Mar- Marcal keeps getting injured, doesn't he? So, you know, you can see a, a, a spot there coming up for Johnny. And like Neto and all the players coming back from injury, they're obviously going to have to feed him in gentle, aren't they? But, yeah, Johnny was epic, wasn't he? He was epic. And it seems like he's been gone forever, doesn't it? He was. But then if you're 8 Nuri, wouldn't you feel really put out if, you know... Well, I, I think 8 Nuri's deserving of his place. I think the same with Semedo. I think, you know, there's a lot when you hear the moans, it's always, oh, they're not great defensively. Our defence is fab. There's mm. no problem with defence. We need more attacking options. So, um, 
Yeah, I was surprised that Markel started against Arsenal, did he? Did he start against Arsenal and come he did, off? Yeah. He yeah, did, yeah. I was surprised to see that because I think Ain't Nori's super talented. But yeah, can't wait for Neto. Brian Atnori is going to be one of the, the best left-backs in world football the more he matures and gains experience like uh, Stu in the comments says Ryan Atnori is one of the best full-backs in Europe he's, he's, the shirt is his to lose now um, the thing that I'm really optimistic about Johnny is the fact that he can play right-back or left-back so Keanu Hover probably hasn't really hit the ground running like we, we expected him to um, this season so if Samado does need a break or eight Nori isn't fine or soon as I think we've got a ready-made fullback there. It's just keeping him interested if he gets fully fit and he's not playing every week. That's my only concern when it comes to Johnny. It was announced today that um, Molly New is welcoming back the England uh, national side for fixtures against uh, Italy and Hungary in the Nations League. The first fixture against Italy is behind closed doors due to UEFA sanctions. Uh, guys, what, what does... Let me put it straight to you. What means more to your Wolves or England? Wolverhampton Wanderers. <clears throat> thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. I'm putting you on the spot now, Gary. Join us. Yeah, I think I'm going to say Wolves. I mean, you know, when that international break comes round, come the end of the year, you're, you're spitting a bit, aren't you? You've got into your season, you're enjoying it. And, of course, everyone wants England to do well when it comes round to the competitions, you know, Euros, World Cup. You know, I'm right behind him. But yeah, you put Wolves first. Of course you do. It's like, I totally agree with you, Gary. Every time there's an international break, when it, it's I'm straight <laughs> into moaning mode. It just yeah, yeah, really yeah. grates me. I've literally <laughs> said numerous times now, we just, we just need to draw a line in the sand with football. You tell footballers, you're either going to be an international footballer or a club footballer. <laughs> and then that's it. You, you can go and earn millions playing internationally every week, playing countries across the world. But at the end of the day, I reckon most football fans across the world would rather see their club side play every Saturday than watch their nation. What I want to see is Max Kilman lining up with Connor Cody at Molyneux for England. That would be good, wouldn't it? It would be brilliant. My, my eyes are looking towards Qatar. Max Kilman, Connor Cody and John Stones in a, in a three-man centre-back uh, defence for um, for England. I think that's the way forward if Gareth Southgate's watching. I think he does watch, but I've never had it confirmed. <laughs> this weekend, we've got Leicester at home, 4.30 on Sky Sports. Uh, Leicester are due to play this evening against Randers in the, the Europa League. What's your sort of feelings and your thoughts on how we'll line up? Last, last game, obviously, we started with Luke Cundall. Uh, Jimenez Paulus up front in a two. Do you think we'll stay the same if if Martinho does return? Does he come straight back in for Martinho and does Ait Nori start again? Um, I, I think Martinho has to come back in. Um, I mean, who steps out? It probably will be unfairly Luke Cundall, I think, purely because Dendonka proved to the fans on the weekends that he can do the business at times. I think that. He's been a scapegoat at times in the past in the past few weeks, and we I still can't get past his sometimes his physique. He's got this kind of ironing board type thing. The way he runs, it's just kind of a bit strange. But he still somehow somehow seems to pull out the bag every now and then. But I think I would keep it the same. But Luke Kondo had a great game on the weekend, but I would I would take him out and, and put Moutinho in. Yeah, I would imagine it's Luke Kondo to go. Um, having said that, I wonder if he'll go with a three up front because we're at home. Um, you know, it's, it's the game. We can we can get another four three here, boys, can't we? 
I wouldn't bet against it, Gary. Genuinely, I thought about this the other day, and I saw Leicester play against um, West Ham when they drew two all. That they are very shaky at the back. Obviously, losing uh, Johnny Evans to injury this season has really stifled them. Their fullbacks have never really been consistent. I think James Justin got injured again on the weekend. Uh, the way that they set up, if you can tilt your heads, they played a four three three against um, West Ham. Obviously, Jamie Vardy's uh, still out with injury. Uh, Yuri Tielemans is is the man for me that I'm I'm mostly concerned about. What about you guys in regards to Leicester? Is his contract up, Tielemans at Leicester? Do we know? I think it's the end of next season, so they're pretty oh, much okay. similar to us with Adama, where they're trying to get the most amount of money for him this summer because apparently he's not going to sign a new contract. Yeah, he's danger, man, and he's danger, danger. I'd like to sign him, actually. could be interesting. Who's <laughs> your danger man, Tom? Yeah, I must admit it's Tielemans for me as well. Um, when I looked at the highlights of their game on the weekend, he was the one who was riding up the crowd, trying to make things happen. And down that right-hand side with the inexperience of Kundal and Aitneri, who's brilliant going forwards and might match him because he's such a great tackler. Um <clears throat> If, if if I'm um, if I'm Bruno on the weekend, I'm saying you need to keep your eye on on Tielemans and don't give him any room to to do what he wants to do. Also, Madison's had a great season. I think he's really gone under the radar this season. I think he's actually been excellent. And in another in another time when there are not such a huge amount of England midfielders to pick from, he could be there playing for England. Uh, you know regularly um so you know you can never mess it him really in regards to their defense i agree it's super shaky Sponchu's not done nearly as well as i think he's done in previous seasons um but at the same time jimenez is one of those strikers who's not done as well as previous seasons but that can't be helped his injury so schmeichel's got to be one of their superstars though hasn't he yeah no i agree I think, yeah i think that I, I remember watching us play against Leicester before and he's been able to pick out some mad saves and we're going to have to produce something really, really special to get, to, I think, to win by a comfortable margin. Uh, but yeah, overall, I don't think that they could be underestimated. They were crap against Notts Forest and I watched that game, but I don't really know what happened there. Um, but I think they'll come flying out of the blocks and it is always a, a good Premier League match against Leicester, as we already know, with the, the 4-3 a few years ago. Yeah, those first few games of the season. I think Leicester was first, wasn't it? And, you know, they had one good move and scored that goal, didn't they? And and, and that set the pattern. Yeah. Uh, Spurs with oh, Deli Alley and his fall to the ground was annoying. And then Man U. So, you know, you look at those for the first five games of the Premier League season, we lost four, hadn't we? Yeah, was it Three then? One nil, one and two nil. Was it then Was it then Donker who gave away the penalty against Leicester, or was, or was it a VAR thing or something like I that? I thought they'd done a bit of skill no, right Jam- and banged the ball in the box, didn't they? Or no? Jam- Jamie Vardy scored with a header, didn't he? Because he did, he did yeah. the the hell in front of the Wolves fans. It's Ricardo Pereira did Marcel and I think a midfielder um, put the ball in. Just, you can't knock Jamie Vardy. He's it is, I, I don't want to talk, blow smoke up his ass too much, but he's a modern day Steve Ball for me. Yeah, acceleration, no. just first time shots, knows where the goal is, instinctive to where he needs to be in the box. And that goal that day literally just stood in front of, um, got in front of Connor Cody, just headed it past Saw. I think we absolutely battered Leicester that game. I think we had something like 17 shots. Adama missed a one on one. I think Kilmer missed a good chance towards the end. So hopefully we can get one over them today. 
Um, sorry, on, on Sunday. Brendan Rodgers at the moment is currently uh, two to one to be the next manager to be sacked with odds checker. He, uh, he has been a bit um, hit and miss. I'm not sure whether the Europa League has stifled them this season. There has been a lot of talk of him being the next Man United manager. What do you think of um, Brendan Rodgers? What's your thoughts on Brendan Rodgers as a, a personality before a coach? He's a big personality in football, isn't he? I mean, <clears throat> I thought he'd done ever so well at um, Liverpool. And I think he's, uh, if you look at his stats, not that I've studied him, I'm sure they look pretty good across the board for his career, don't they? I think he's strong. I think he's calm. Um, quite what's going on with Leicester, to be honest, I'm not not following him enough to know. But yeah, Brendan Rodgers, he, I think he's a fabulous manager, but that don't, don't always count, does it? It's about those results on the board and you get six or seven, you're going to be, uh, you know, going the wrong way. Then you're going to be on the dartboard looking to be mashed up, aren't you? You're going to be gone. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I... Some Brendan Rodgers, do you think he could be the next Man United manager with his Liverpool connections? Well, I mean, it's... I don't think it... It's one of those, isn't it? You know, would it be another Rafa Benitez type thing? I don't think so, because, you know, if that situation with Benitez at Liverpool winning so much and so close to... Geographically so close, those two teams. But with, with Rodgers... I wouldn't be shocked if he goes either in the mid, uh, you know, soon or at the end of the season. I think he's done brilliant, brilliant at Leicester. I think he's been able to steady a quite strange ship after winning the Premier League, which is still mad to think that that happened. Um, <laughs> no, I think he's done well to consolidate them as a team which are up there because I don't think anyone in their right mind thought that they would go on to win the Premier League again and again and again. And I think he was the right man for the job to get the best out of the players and consolidate them as a team that are in there in the top eight or whatever it is. But yeah, if you look at where they are in the in the table now, it's it's definitely a drop. And as you know, the culture of football today, the first person to go is the manager. And, you know, it ultimately is the players. And that's the way I think. But, you know, you can't get rid of the players. It's the manager that has to go. Who will come in and and, and take over? That That's another question. But if he goes to United... I wouldn't be shocked. I think that's a pretty solid appointment. And um, I, I, I think if I'm a Man United fan now, I'm probably pulling my hair out. I'll take anyone right now that's that's remotely familiar um, rather than a, you know, wanky German football director, whatever that means. Um, I, I would be wanting to get someone familiar who knows the Premier League, who has been up there, nearly won the Premier League before. Um, knows how the, how the league works. So if I'm a United fan, then Brendan Rodgers looks quite fairly appealing right now. What, what's your thoughts on on Man United, uh, Gary? Do you dislike him? Got nothing towards him? What glory? I haven't, I haven't got no. I haven't got mate. I haven't got um, <clears throat> any you know major feelings for him one way or other. We've done pretty good against them in the last three or four years, haven't we? Really? Yeah. Um, it would be I, good for them to be knocked off their perch and sort of. It's doable. It's totally doable. I know, like you mentioned earlier, that, I mean, even if we got a point in that, you know, ifs and buts in it, but even if we got a point against Arsenal after it being such a drab game for us with so little going on, we'd still still have been bouncing along, wouldn't we? But, um, you know, that's been the difference this season, three or four or five times, just losing by a goal, not scoring enough, obviously. But, um, yeah, Man United... Yeah, good. Hey, good luck going. But uh, we can easily, we can easily, um, not easily, of course not. But um, we, we, we can get ahead of them. 
Uh, I think we've got games in hand over them at the minute, have we? Game or two in hand, at least one, isn't it? Let's against United. A... But yeah, uh, I mean, Man United, 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 no, we've got a game in hand here. We've got two games in hand on West Ham. Let's, let's have a look, a quick quick look at the league table and the fixtures for game week 26. The uh, top half of the, the league table will appear in a second. I just thought I'd just put it up to show Aston Villa languishing in 12th. Before it changes, <laughs> any fixtures there that tech your eye in regard, apart from obviously Wolves Leicester on Sunday? I think Leeds Man United would be excited. That's a good day of football there, isn't it? Leeds will just have a right old go at United, won't they? Yeah, I agree. I think that looks like a great fixture. But going back to United, I think, and this is something I think we obviously all three of us as Wolves fans we know how well we can play as a football team and that's when when we lost to Leicester earlier in the year and when we lose to Norwich in the FA Cup we think that's frustrating because we know we can do better in recent years in the Premier League I don't know if you two agree but like we always see Wolves at the top of their game against Man United I don't know if you agree with that but the Wolves that we know and love like this Premier League Wolves this Wolves that we know in the past few years you know, they show all of those great positive qualities as a squad against United. I don't know if you feel the same. I think I think Wolves have, you know, done well in the last three seasons against, you know, the top six full stop, haven't they? It suits Agreed. the compact, you know, modern football that Wolves play. It's um, And we've done real well. It's the physical sides that have, you know, popped our balloon, isn't it? It's, you know, yeah. it's... It's Burnley and, you know, people who want to bump into you. But the other fixture I was going to mention from the weekend that could help us out, West Ham, Newcastle. Mm. I mean, yeah. you, know, thank God, you know, Newcastle has won a game or two in the last three or four. I think they've won Hard three out. on the bounce now, Newcastle. It Is must it be three? like living in a different world for Newcastle fans at the moment. So, you know, we want them to do us a favour, really, not West Ham. That that's that's doable. Twelve thirty Saturday, isn't it? That's it. You know, you never bet on the early kickoff as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm 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 I would put money on a on a Newcastle win for that one. To be fair, I mean West Ham for they've been playing well. They've been carried by Bowen and Rice really recently, but and they're a great squad. They've had a great season, but I just think whatever's going on in that camp at the moment is well. It, it, I would like to be playing West Ham right now, personally, if I'm Newcastle. Um, I think Newcastle, they could do him there. Um, I know it's away from home, but they could do it. Trippier's a good signing, isn't it? Kraken's signing. Tilly got got himself injured, probably out for the rest of the season last week. Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah, fractured his foot. Gary, look at the league table there. Uh, Two points, sorry, two games in hand on Man United, uh, six points behind. Uh, Two games in hand behind West Ham, four points behind behind it's exciting times but it's always the hope that kills you isn't it when it comes to wolves oh mate tell me about it <laughs> hey what have we got to lose lads what have we got to lose it's not you know it's not 2003 with you know kevin doyle fighting for everything one up front you know we, that's what we've got to keep telling ourselves isn't it no yeah we've got, exactly we've got wolves players and you know we there's no reason why we shouldn't be up there like going for it really it's, but as Dan rightly says, mate, I'm I'm the same as you. That kind of pessimism is still kind of subconsciously in the back of my mind. The amount of times I've got in the car or got on the train to watch us play, whoever it is in League One or the Championship, and I turn to my mate and say, "Well, that's like we don't get battered too much." Um, but you know, that, that's going to be a hard thing to shift. But you know, yeah, like let's believe, let's believe, let's let's see what happens. 
Do you do you still get taken aback, Gary, when people spot you? Because we've got a message here from KC Wolf. Saw Gary away at Forest away. Not sure what year, but it was a drab nil-nil. Michael Branch was centre forward. <laughs> Michael Branch, Jesus. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think I had posh tickets to that game. I thought I had posh tickets to that game, but um, <clears throat> I might. Yeah. No, I mean, I have a couple of photos, but mostly football fans don't pest you. You know, not that it's a pester if someone asks for a photo. I'm not saying that, but... Um, I mean, you know, I see Bob Plant in the Steve Ball, but I ain't going to go up to him and, you know, start headbanging. You know, you're there to watch the match, aren't you, really? And uh, Play us a song, know. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, right on. Yeah. Forest uh, away, I can remember. Yeah. So, obviously, Leicester on Sunday, Ed Marshall in the comments. Need three points in this game or would we take one? I think if we've got any aspirations to finish in those Europa places or that God... God, I was going to say God-forsaken players of top, the top four. We've got to be winning Sunday, haven't we? Well, I agree, Dan. Yeah, you've got like three points or bust, mate. Like, I think one point right now, What the way I'm thinking about it is as good as zero. I think we need to go all out, try and get the three points because not saying that our season is quote-unquote over if we don't win against Leicester, but if we do win against Leicester, then we've still got that kind of excitement and it's still all to play for. It's definitely would be a step back if we don't. I think we've got to beat Leicester, Arsenal and West Ham. I think we've got to go, you know, if you ain't turning up for three points, you may as well stop home and make a cup of cocoa, wouldn't you? I mean, you've got to go for three points. I think if we were to get something like six points out of those next three games, I think the momentum will take us at least to like a fifth or sixth position. But I know I was talking about the hope that kills you, but, there's something inside of me that says we can finish fourth this season. I don't know what it is. I think it's purely because there isn't a team putting a marker on that fourth place. I've been saying it for weeks now. Man United are struggling. Tottenham can't defend. West Ham um, um, tripping up at the moment. They've still got their eyes on the Europa League. And then you're looking at sort of um, Leicester and who else we got chasing us for those those places. It's, it's Arsenal West Ham, isn't it, next? Yeah, so, so that, that Arsenal game next week is absolutely huge and you, you can see why they celebrated the way they did at Molyneux after the win, but hopefully we can get one over them uh, next week on Thursday. Where's Where's Neto at? You mentioned Neto earlier about coming back. Where's he at? Is he eligible to play in the next week or two? What's the situation, Dan? The, they were saying on social media today it's probably going to be a March return. He's he's back in, oh, in, 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 contra- in contact mm. training, so he's not far off. But I think with the injury that he had, it's, it's probably a bit too soon. I think yeah. March was always going to be the... Um, <laughs> Sort of the marker when we we announced he had a setback in in November time. Look, just looking at those fixtures, guys. Come to you first, Tom. Um, forget Wolves, Leicester. Pick me three teams that are going to get a win if you were to have a, a friendly bet with one of the uh, bookies outlets out there. Liverpool, hundred percent. Liverpool will definitely be beating Norwich. Um, I think that City will be beating Spurs. And then, other than that, I'm looking at that. I don't want to say Villa again win against Watford because no one wants Villa to win. Um, and then everything else looks like it's fair game. Chelsea to win against Crystal Palace away from home is probably my third bet that I would have. But if you look at the rest of the fixtures, Southampton and Everton. Southampton, I actually think, I mean, I dislike Southampton purely because growing up, I used to watch Wolves get spanked by Southampton back in the day. I, I think there was like a, when we lost 5-0. Um, 
a few years ago <coughs> Southampton, which was awful. But Southampton against Everton, Lampard seems to be doing something with that team. So who knows which way that will go. Brighton and, could win, I think. Yeah, Brighton could win. They could indeed. Um, I think that the Brighton-Burnley game, Burnley are kind of trying to knock on the door. They've got that new striker. What's that Chavi's name? That oh, new striker. Ghost. Yeah, like, you know, he seems to be doing bits and bobs, doesn't he? But, but yeah, I think Brighton will win that. But overall, if I had to put three bets on, I think it would be Liverpool to win against Norwich, Man City to win against Spurs and Chelsea to win against Palace. What about you, Gary? Yeah, you could add, add Arsenal. I mean, um, yeah, Man City have been away and Spurs were so poor, weren't they, against us? You would imagine Man City would win that. Yeah, Southampton, Everton, I, I'm not sure I'd want to bet on that because Southampton been doing well. Uh, Lampard's given Everton a boost. Liverpool are going to do Norwich. I think that's, you know, a, a, a safe enough bet. And I think Chelsea would expect to go to Crystal Palace and win. I do. Uh, Brighton, you know, Brighton, Burnley. I mean, who, yeah, who knows really? But yeah, Bright, Brighton could beat Burnley at home. They they should want to. They should, you know, obviously be aiming to. Uh, let's not talk about Villa. I reckon Arsenal can beat Brentford. I totally agree. I think Liverpool, I mean, even with the news that Diogo Jota has suffered ankle ligament damage with their with their forward line now, Salah, Mane, uh, Diaz, who came in in January, Roberto Firmino, you, you, you fear for Norwich and how much they're going to concede on Saturday. I think you mentioned it earlier, Gary. I think Leeds will beat Man United on Sunday. I think Man United. It's going to be goals. That'll be a belting day. That's that's. They're going to be up for it. Leeds will be up for it on Sunday, and I think being on the telly at two o'clock, I think this is probably Leeds is probably they're going to be really up for it. I think this is their first home fixture since they got uh, promoted back to the Premier League, where they're they're quite even with Man United. I think Man United were probably quite strong favourites last season. Um, We had one further comments saying we probably need to average one and a half points per game to get to Europe put another way every win we get buys us a future loss that becomes more acceptable ignoring the six pointers with Arsenal West Ham West Ham will see to themselves not concerned with them guys before we uh, get our, get your score predictions we're just going to have a quick break from our sponsors Pixel Yeti Media <laughs> Hi all, Gully from Wolves Fancast here and just like all of you long-suffering Wolves fans I know exactly what it feels like to be lacking a creative spark here some outside-of-the-box thinking there but our sponsors Pixel Yeti Media are here to help they're a creative agency that cover all of your web design, branding and marketing needs with our very own WolvesFancast.com a fine example of their work so much so that I hear Jeff Shee is looking to do a deal this summer for now, it's back to the team to ask just where the Diogo Jota money is gone. We might have just had our answer. There's way too much production for this channel, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I'll come to you first time. Wolves Leicester Sunday, 4.30 on Sky Sports. What's your score prediction? And don't be afraid to jinx us because earlier on in the season, I predicted Wolves to beat Brentford 4 0. <laughs> Uh, so we're at home. It's going to be a sellout. Um, I think I'm going to go two one. I'm going to go two one. I think that we'll go two nil up. One goal in the first half, one goal in the second half, and then Leicester will score one in the 85th minute or something like that. And I'm going Jimenez and a Cody header. So I'm doing. Hopefully, love a Cody goal in front of the safe bank, Gary. 
Yeah, I was going to say 2-1. Uh, I don't know who's going to score. Um, may, maybe Jimenez will get another goal, you know? Hopefully. He's, you know, let's hope that, that Raul can stick the ball in the net again because, you know, there's been people starting. I mean, what a player he's been for this football club. He's been absolutely outstanding. And with that bash, it's taken him a while. So, you know, let's hope, you know, hopefully he can get in amongst it. He looked tidy, didn't he, against Spurs? Got his goal. So, yeah, 2-1, I think, sounds about right. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a big game and it's one we definitely should be winning. So, uh, yeah, come on, lads. It was a lovely finish by him against Spurs because of how much time he had to, to chest it. I mean, I think the, the nine times out of ten, he probably might have been ballooned over the bar, but he, he found that sort of top corner and Hugo Lloris gave it the theatrics to make it look even better. <laughs> Gary mentioned 4-3 earlier. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game and I think Wolves will win 3-2. Before we close off the show, we're going to have ourselves a little quiz. It's nothing strenuous. You're going to enjoy it, I can promise you. So, quiz round, sponsored by Pixel Yeti Media. The first question, I'm going to take you guys back because it's uh, Gary-related. In On the 21st of October, 1996, Reef, Reef released their platinum-selling single, Place Your Hands, 21st of October, 1996. On the 27th of October, which Wolves player scored our winner away to Man City? <clears throat> Robbie Dennison. Tom. Ah, uh, Steve I it was. I was there. It was Steve Ball, 1-0. You've, you've gone way too hipster there, bringing up Robbie Dennison, Gary. Way too hipster. The correct answer was Steve Ball, and here's the goal now. And Simons has let it go. Ball could be through here. And it's... Disaster for Manchester City. Kip Simons let Ball go. Dividends for Steeple as he rattles up his ninth goal of the season. Yeah, I was there. Me and Kenwin went to that. We went up on the train and had a glass of whiskey and enjoyed it. Yeah. That was my very first away fixture that I remember going to as a child. So 1996, I'd have been nine, being in that old main road, going up on the coach, just. And then just, that's why everyone thinks Steve Ball's got, because Ball's was probably, I think we were actually battered for about the 90% of that game. And just, he gets one opportunity and Bosch, 1-0. Yeah. Second question, and this is, this is a picture around, so for our audio listeners, as I keep saying, you're going to have to watch us on YouTube. <laughs> Second question is, who is this Wolves player with, and it's not Gary? Uh, I'm going Wang. Who's your head over there, Gary? Can you have a guess? I've absolutely no no idea for the life of me who that is. Is it potent? I don't know. Gary, you're looking good though, mate, to be fair, with that wall shirt on. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure I'd cut it. <laughs> the correct answer, Gary, was Daniel Podence. <sighs> 1-0, Gary. Oh, no, sorry, 1-0, uh, Tom got Steve Ball, obviously. Uh, second question is, who's Gary this time? Oh, I know this. That's Barry Douglas. 
think. Uh, oh, like, mm. Don't say. Uh, don't say. Yeah, just don't say. You are going with Cody, uh, Gary? Yeah? yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, why not? Thank God for that because I didn't have a tie-break question. It was Barry Douglas. Oh, he I've scored got, some good free I've kicks got, for us, uh, didn't he? I've got that poster above my bed on the ceiling. Happy days, miss you, Barry. <laughs> Blimey, that, that to be honest, some people have candles and and, and sultry, uh, <laughs> uh, silky sheets, but Tom's got a Barry Douglas poster on his bedroom ceiling. <laughs> Uh, it takes all sorts to done. So you got to do what you got to do, as long as it's consensual. Gary, you guys are going out on tour soon. You've got some new singles out. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, we got a, we dropped a single last week called Wolfman, which um, is quite appropriate. I think that's how we started talking about coming on, isn't it, Dan? He was, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a video there with Ben Grove doing some skating. It's a bit of fun. And, uh, yeah, I had a thumbs up from Jody Craddock for it in the week, which was good. What a player he was couple of great goals as well he scored didn't he for Wolves a couple of volleys and um, yeah we're out on tour in April we're at the Birmingham Institute so any Wolves fans want to come and hang out or yeah be, be good to see you yeah we're out on tour in April so yeah we've got a new album coming out yeah good vibes yeah shoot me your ace albums out on the 16th of April 15th. sounds right yeah it's about a week into the tour I think yeah we go we start on um, we're in Newcastle on the 7th Glasgow um, we go up to Manchester, Exeter sold out, Cardiff and London, Leeds, Bristol, Birmingham, um, and some Ibiza, Barcelona. Yeah, we're off to Bar. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's yeah. I've got all this got... coming in the production in a minute, Gary. Don't, don't stress yourself. I've got it all covered. Well, that's where... I like to be told where I'm going. How good does it feel, Gary, to be back out on the road after two years being locked up? It's been tough, and it? it's been tough for everyone. So, um, you know, I don't mind saying it's been tough, tough for me. I mean, not you know, real, real tough, but it's been a been a weird couple of years, boys, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure, all your listeners, your viewers will, will think the same. I mean, you know, about half of my income is from live shows, and so that got knocked out. And it's a bit. It was funny actually because we went up to London and recorded the album uh, the week before lockdown, and I was coming home back to Somerset to um, to watch. I think Wolves were away at West Ham and that was the first game that got binned. Um, and the country sh shut down pretty straight after that. So we've actually had the album. It's been the short, it took us two days to record the album and then two years to release it. So it's been the shortest and the longest album that we've ever done. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it, it was a tough pandemic. I don't think anyone enjoyed it, did they, too much? So, um, yeah, it's good to feel like it's opening up a little bit and, you know, maybe people want to come out and have a headbang or have a boogie and have a nice time. Totally all for that. Hopefully, you guys can play uh, the Wolverhampton Civic when it, whenever it does actually reopen. I'm not sure where the, uh, the my council taxes have gone in the last seven years with, with that venue, but we'll, uh, we'll leave that for We've had some time. belting gigs there. Belting. Awesome venue. That and the Wolfrun have had someone yeah, retirement yeah. at those venues. Uh, Tom, thanks for coming on tonight. Hopefully, we'll get you on the Wolves Fancast again. Gary, likewise. As always, thanks to our main sponsors, 90min.com and Pixel Yeti Media. We're going to play you out with Wolfman by Reef and take a look for all the gig venues that they're coming up at. And we'll see you, hopefully, Sunday evening or Monday with a podcast to review, hopefully, a Leicester win. Take care, guys. <laughs>
You know what?